Hey everyone, welcome back to MinuteOps Let's Talk. Today we are going to bring to you a conversation about some of the challenges families are facing during the pandemic crisis. My name is Andrea and I'm a help specialist with the MinuteOps Help Program. And I'm here today with Brenda Benning. Brenda is a parent of 10 children, nine through adoption. She currently counsels families individually and in group settings. Her primary focus is helping adoptive families learn about and work through trauma and attachment challenges. Brenda received her master's degree in social work from the University of Minnesota and has trained with Heather Forbes, founder of the Beyond Consequences Parenting Model. She also recently published her own book titled Restoring the Hope, Empathy, and Love in Adoptive Families. Brenda, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Andrea. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, this is a great opportunity for us to talk about some of the experiences that families are having uh, during this pandemic. Um, so Absolutely. let's start by talking about the lack of structure right now. Many families are struggling with having a routine with everyone at home. Um, how important is it to have a schedule right now? Well, routine is going to be super important right now. Um, with schools out, parents are facing a bigger challenge in just how to keep peace at home, focusing on attachment and leaving school at school. So setting up a, a loose or a very flexible schedule is super helpful. Um, by loose, I mean chunks of time. For example, between 9 and 11, we're going to do schoolwork. And then we'll eat lunch between you know, 11 and 12.30 or 1. Um, just making it very flexible, you know, schoolwork might be only an hour and then we have to take a break and that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have a very strict, you know, minute by minute or even hour by hour schedule, um, that will actually lead to more frustration when things don't go as planned. Um, it's, it's really not, some people feel like, well, if I know exactly what I'm doing every hour of the day, it feels better for me. Everybody mm -hmm. knows their kids better and their families better. Um, mm -hmm. So one way is not going to work for everybody, but having flexibility in your schedule is really important. Sure. So I've been, I've been encouraging a lot of families to try and create as much normal as possible right now. Um, you know, if they can have dinner together or, um, you know, if they have a movie night on Friday nights to kind of keep those, those traditions going, keep those um, normal family things going. As you mentioned, though, sometimes things don't. Yeah, have, keeping the normal st stuff normal yeah, is really important right now, too. Yeah, but as you as you mentioned before, too, you know, um, things don't always go as planned. So, <laughs> what thoughts do you have about adjusting expectations, which I'm sure a lot of families are having to do with these days? Well, and, and expectations and adjusting expectations is something that our families struggle with all the time, anyway. So you add in this extra layer and it just gets so complicated. Um, you know, and I've seen families struggle with it for, for many, many different reasons. Mm. My biggest suggestion really is to keep it simple. Um, everyone is learning new technologies, styles of teaching. You have different interactions with teachers. Um, but mental health, mental health has always been my focus for families at home. Um, even with the school situation now, I still recommend home and family is more important right now than academics. And this is going to be hard for parents to let go of the academics. Um, so while parents need to, you know, adjust their expectations for their kids, they also need to, um, you know, adjust the expectations they have for themselves. 
it's okay to minimize the academic expectations right now. In fact, I encourage it. Um, school is going to look very different. So by lowering expectations on our kids and ourselves, we're able to focus on the things that really matter, like attachment and just being together as a family. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like focusing on the relationship can also help in providing a boundary, kind of a way to stay focused on that core, which is the relationship, um, the yeah. attachment relationship. Um, in my mind, managing expectations kind of directly ties into anxiety. I know many families are experiencing heightened anxiety, um, reading and watching the news and managing schedules and um, everybody being cooped up in the house can create a lot of stress. Uh, what do you recommend to families around, around this? Yeah, I think everybody has a little bit of anxiety right now, whether you have a history or not. Um, the unknown is incredibly scary, depending on the ages of your kids and the extents of their trauma history. I wouldn't recommend they hear all the doom and gloom from the news. You know, the, the statistics are scary and the information is scary. You know, especially with kids with trauma histories, they need to know that you as parents are going to keep them safe. They can get their information from you on the crisis itself um, because then you can give it to them at their level and how much they really need for that, for that time and that age group and really what they need to do as far as the information that's out there. Um, and I don't think parents should feel like they need to offer more than they know. Um, for example, don't give kids false hope that they're going back to school May 1st because the governor said so in one news conference, but then in the next one, circumstances change. Um, you know, realistically, it's unlikely. And if we give them inaccurate answers um, or we try to make something up, we can actually increase their anxiety when it doesn't happen that way. Um, again, it goes back to schedules, right? Being flexible. Um, and I encourage families yeah. to be honest, you know, mm -hmm. simply saying we aren't sure when you'll go back to school but we will all be okay in the end. Um, you know, and then go on to talk about the things that are going well right now. What's going well at home? How is it working out with the, the distance learning and those kinds of things? Refocus them on the positive. You know, and it's okay to let them know that, you know, maybe school staff needs, to, needs extra time to make sure everything is clean and safe for all the kids before they come back. Not that we wanna feed them false information, but giving them yeah. also some understanding of why they're not in school. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, not going overboard, but, you know, spe specific things that that can help reduce anxiety are having a good, reliable schedule, um, realistic expectations and a lot, a lot of calm family time, doing puzzles, watching movies, just being together, playing games. Yeah. Um, you know, we can talk about people with anxiety histories a little bit. Um, you know, those folks now more than ever need to be reassured as much as we can that we are doing the right things and that they will be okay. You know, yeah. we don't want to create panic for him, for them, which is hard when you listen to the news. Um, but we do need um, to help them with realistic expectations and goals. Now, goals, I'm not talking long-term goals. Um, I have a couple kids with, with anxiety. And, you know, when everything started happening, it was like, boom, my world is ending, right? Well, it's not ending, it's changing. And so helping them with short-term day-to-day, um, even hour-by-hour -hour goals, keeping them focused on the here and now and not allowing them to really fall into a state of despair about the future will be really helpful and important. And then also giving them, the kids, 
or yourself, if, if a parent is having those anxieties too, having calm space for them, you know, without unlimited access to the internet or the news, you know, don't let them focus on that. Let's get them focused on some other things. Yeah, great. Thank you. That is so helpful. We know positive distractions can help kids move through difficulties. And so wondering um, what ideas you might have to distract kids from the monotony of each day looking the same. So I think the fun thing about, about kids, especially younger kids, is the ability to distract them and move on to something else. I think we all, all of us from, from adults to kids, need variation in each day. When, you know, as far as the kids go, remember, they're used to getting up and moving around every 45 to 50 minutes at school. There's so many transitions and changes and different subjects. You know, we can't expect them to sit in the same spot for hours on end, even though sometimes they can do right. it for movies or video games, but that's different, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and if you notice yourself or your child starting to get frustrated or irritated, just change the scenery. Let's, you know what, let's take the laptop and let's go sit outside if it's nice. Um, you know, your home classroom does not have to be the same table or desk all the time. Take a chair outside, move to the kitchen table or, you know, anywhere else. You can even create a dining room table is for math, kitchen table is for reading, you know, those kinds of things. And take, um, take breaks whenever you or your child needs them. These include mental health breaks too for you, especially the adults. Um, you know, take a walk, do a fun activity, not school related movement mm -hmm. will help everybody you know even if you're used to sitting in a desk all day every day it will also be important to get outside when you're able as parents fresh yeah. air will feel good and now that it's getting nice out flowers blooming birds chirping it can give us some hope and peace just being outside in nature absolutely i love those ideas thank you so much for those um yeah. it comes to mind that this pandemic pushes our capacity for self-regulation and managing our, our own reactions, which we know is so hard to do when we're stressed and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. um, can you share a couple of tips for self-care for kids and parents? Yes, absolutely. Self-care is always the, the most important topic in any of these discussions. And self-care is one of those things that we're, all, we're also very bad at doing, <laughs> especially as parents. Um, this crisis is something none of us have ever experienced before. Or, you know, so we need to cut ourselves some slack. Give yourself a break. I mean, like literally give yourself a break. A couple yeah. things to keep in mind, you know, start by getting enough sleep at night. It sounds simple, but we don't do it, right? You know, it, this whole um, distance learning, having the kids at home, working from home, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. So not only are many of us parents taking on an additional role as academic teacher, but we're also still trying to do our jobs on top of it. You know, understand that everyone is feeling the stress and we and, kid, we and our kids um, may say things we don't mean out of frustration sure. you know, or just stress. And that's okay. We're human after all and definitely not perfect. Well, the important thing is that we do the relationship repair later. It doesn't excuse the behavior, but we do, we can have a do-over and reset. Mm -hmm. You know, make sure there's plenty of fun in your day with sensory activities for the kids too. Play-Doh, fantastic for regulation. I love Play-Doh. Mm -hmm. um, chalk on the sidewalks, on the driveway, getting exercise, swinging, dancing, you know, going on walks, any kind of that connecting activity that keeps you close with 
your kids, um, just getting up doing something fun. Try as much as possible to have positive interactions together, do calming activities together, fun activities, you know, puzzles and board games. I'll dust off the board games from the closets and, you know, try something different, you know. Um, it's also important to do what is best for you, that being mom or dad, um, if you need alone time and quiet time, take it. Not all of us are extroverts and, you know, designed to be teaching and, you know, instructing our kids on every little thing all day. We need our alone time. We need to be focusing on ourselves. And that's really, really important that you know what you need because you need to be regulated and able to take on this whole new life challenge that we're all facing. Absolutely. Well, Brenda, I have really appreciated you taking the time to talk with me today. Um, we're hoping all of these ideas help all of you who are listening. And if you need additional support, please consider reaching out to our help staff here at MinAdopt. You can look on MinAdopt.org for more information about that program. We also have a lot of great webinars coming up, including Brenda's upcoming online series on Parenting Beyond Consequences, which starts um, next week. And check yes. out the education page on our website for more information on that. There are so many great presenters sharing their knowledge with us on there as well. Um, and Brenda, just thank you again so much. And thank you to all of those who are listening. Oh, thank you, Andrea.